Hi, I'm Vincent Andrusani, and this is episode eight of The Place of Sound. Thanks very much for tuning in to this episode, and thanks also to those who've been following along through the first few episodes of the show. For those who are listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space, or the social geography, using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media production formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits, or oral history-style interviews that explore the topic of home. Soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place. And we typically end the episode with a short documentary-style piece that, over recent months, has explored the topic of social isolation, something we know all too well as a result of our lockdown experiences. These are the types of projects that you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound, and all of them are produced by students here at Carleton University. They're what gets produced in Comms 4501, Digital Media Production, which is a fourth-year workshop course in the Communication and Media Studies program. In the last episode, we listened to some great projects by Hamza Ali, Yaching Za, and Ladia Omoruyi. We have another round of great projects this time as well, but before we listen to them, we'll pause for a quick announcement by Jamie Sadgrove. Jamie is the Trans and Non-Binary Inclusion Coordinator in the Department of Equity and Inclusive Communities here at Carleton University. Jamie's got a key role in the university, and so they'll take a minute to say a few words about the Department of Equity and Inclusive Communities and what they do within it. Hi, my name's Jamie, and I work in Carleton's Department of Equity and Inclusive Communities. Our office's mandate is to make the Carleton community a place where everyone feels like they belong and are safe to be their authentic self in their learning, teaching, research, or work. My colleagues and I strive to create a campus culture free of discrimination, harassment, and sexual violence. We provide training and professional development, advise on university policy and strategy, and plan events and campaigns, all with a focus on promoting equity and inclusion on campus. We work to prevent sexual violence and provide survivor-centric support and respond to requests for accommodation as well as incidents of discrimination and harassment. In my role as the Trans and Non-Binary Inclusion Coordinator, I am responsible for making campus a safer and more welcoming place for trans, non-binary, and gender-diverse students, faculty, and staff. I do this through a work plan that focuses on everything from health and counseling, to residents, to training and education, and much more in between. I also administer the Trans Hub, a central guide to help trans and non-binary folks navigate Carleton's campus, while also providing resources on practicing allyship for faculty and staff. You can find out more about my work at carleton.ca trans, and EIC's website is carleton.ca equity. As Jamie mentioned, if you're a member of the Carleton community and are interested in learning more about campus equity and inclusion, be sure to check out the website and 
keep up to date with the department's programming. Okay, on to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to two audio portraits, a soundscape composition, and a podcast. Four projects in total. The audio portraits are by Kathleen Collins and Catherine Hammond, and both are on the topic of home. Kathleen's piece is called More Than the Place, and it features her aunt Isla, who thinks of home with fondness and affection. Catherine's piece is called Finding Home Everywhere, and it features her friend Eric, who talks about some of the many places he called home before moving here to Ottawa. The soundscape composition is by Wendy Bocata and is called A Morning Symphony. In it, Wendy lends a curious ear to some of the many sounds she encounters during her morning routine, which she says is her favorite time of the day. She takes this opportunity to reflect on how her morning rituals are also sonic rituals, and that the comfort she finds in them is at least in part a result of the sounds that are associated with them. And the final project is a short documentary style piece by Xiaoyi Chen titled COVID-19 Stress Overload. The piece features Xiaoyi's friend Rebecca and it discusses some of the many stresses caused by the pandemic. In particular, it looks at how work has changed and in many ways, become more difficult as a result of our lockdown experiences. It's a really well-produced piece, so stick around to listen in. In the meantime, I'll introduce Kathleen's piece, titled More Than the Place, using Kathleen's own words. About the piece, Kathleen writes the following. This is an interview with Isla, age 50. She's my aunt who views family as the heart of the home. She talks about home in the context of a space where you can relax, recharge, and spend time with loved ones. Home is more than just the place where you live. It's the people who turn space into a home. So home for me is the place where I live with my family and... It's the place where you go to to unwind, relax, recharge, and share with those that you love. It's your safe space. Uh, For me, it's the place where I've started my life with my husband and where I've raised my kids. So it's a loving place, I hope. (laughs) Uh, So it's more than just the place that you live I think it's what you do in that space just family gatherings is what I remember from the age of four on I would say my first memory of home we like to celebrate uh, occasions (laughs) and at a, a big party I think there were like 80 people here and we celebrated our 
landmark of 25 years together, which is, uh, you know, something to be celebrated, especially these days. And we just brought all the people that we love, friends and family, and it was the most amazing feeling, really, just to be surrounded by your loved ones and to look around the room and say, you guys are all my favorite people in my home. And we're celebrating, you know, um, this milestone. And it felt good. Yeah, we brought drummers in. We, um, we danced. We ate. We laughed in our home. And I think it's like a housewarming. It warms up the home. I think it leaves the home with a good vibe, I feel. <laughs> home is the place where you can truly be yourself and unconditionally loved. Rest, share, recharge, be safe. Home. Place where you just, I don't know, unwind, relax. The next piece we'll listen to is by Catherine Hammond and is called Finding Home Everywhere. In it, Catherine interviews her friend Eric, who's lived in more than a few places, Hong Kong, China, France, England, and now here in Ottawa. Eric's got a fascinating story and an interesting take on home, which you'll learn more about in just a second. Eric, over to you. Okay, my name is Israel. I go by Eric. Yeah, so I lived here for four years, mainly just for school. And um, prior to my arrival, I kind of like also never visited here. I'm originally from Congo, from the Congo. But one of the major places I lived it was in China, uh, specifically in Hong Kong and in southern China. We did Guangzhou. And then I also lived in England for a couple of months. Uh, no, no, a couple of months, like maybe like six, almost a year. And I lived in France as well. Um, and then lived here, of course. So I'm now here in Canada. Yeah, kind of like I was fortunate enough to be able to just like live in many different countries at a younger age. Now, if you ask me how, that's because my dad used to own a company and and my dad used to import biomedical devices and sell them to the Congo and things like that. And uh, as his business grew, rather instead of him living, uh, you know, all by himself in all these places, so it was easier to just move the entire family there with him. And uh, yeah, so that's how I had a chance to kind of like live in all these different places until finally moved here and decided to settle. Every place I'm very unique. You know, I'm very unique to themselves and to the culture and things like that. But one thing that I came to learn over the years is that um, one thing where you will never you will never waste your money is is basically traveling. You know, you learn a lot about other people and other culture and things like that. But I just came to appreciate the little places. Like, of course, I love Canada, and I think it's not my favorite place. But if I have to settle, I think I'll live here because it's just like the air, the lifestyle. It's kind of like it's easier. The generic understanding of a home is just like, ooh, a physical place where where you can go at the end of the day. That's definitely what I think of. But like, I think mainly home is kind of like, well, I mean, it's kind of like cliche, but I think where the hearts belong, I guess. <laughs> you know? And, you know, like I travel, I oftentimes when I travel, I go to, you know, to... I was in New York and I go to LA and all, all these places. And then it's, it's exciting when you leave Canada, but then when you come back, just like, ah, it's nice to be home, <laughs> you know, that just like, and it's not, it's not just about the place. It's just that 
you know that at the end of the day you can go out there do whatever and then you will have one at the end of the day you have a place where you can go that doesn't require too much of you it's also a combination of like people you love and your family being there you know yeah i think like it's most importantly just like family if you have your family or at least like people you love people who make you feel like yourself and yeah that's where embody the the word home i guess it's not really the physical place itself because you can move from one place to another but if you were wherever you go you have a stronger relationship with that particular community again it goes back to kind of like the relationships the friendship that i've met here people that i met right it's not not necessarily the place itself and i think you know having being here meeting different people connecting at a different level and being with you know people who became friends and girlfriends and boyfriends and all that it kind of like give you a sense of something to look forward to when you come to Ottawa you know it's kind of like oh i'm going to go to Ottawa or hang out with there my girlfriend hang out with this guy have a minute while and things like that but versus if you just like there was nobody here then it wouldn't give you as much as the city is attractive and all that you wouldn't really necessarily have the you know that's necessity to stay here or something would be like oh, yeah oh, that was a cool place i'll visit again but you wouldn't it wouldn't make you feel like a second home but then like by being here for the past four years have, you know having connections both at the personal level even at a professional level at the government and you know being able to work in different places knowing having relationships like professional relationship with like different people at the you know level of the government and things like that you at least know that okay you have friends and then you have possibility people that you can reach out to if you're looking if you're looking to it for to apply for a job and things like that so i think it's kind of like a combination of kind of like having those strong solid relationship that kind of like that can make you miss or at least you know think about think about and then yeah that's uh at the end of the day you'll be like yeah I'm definitely going to go back there because I have all these people and uh, that I can have fun with laugh with and cry with and all that Hi I'm Wendy and today instead of going out into the world I decided to explore the different sounds in a very familiar environment my own house where I spend most of my days and I do a lot of activities so I chose this space because I believe that we're constantly surrounded by many sounds that we often tend to neglect, but that can actually be quite interesting. So for this soundscape, I decided to take some time and to listen closely to my morning routine. My favorite time of the day is definitely the morning, when most people are still asleep and it is just very quiet. At least, that's how I used to see it, until I realized that there are actually a lot of sounds going on during those first hours of the day. Sounds that I happen to be generating. Like pulling the curtains and opening the window to let that morning breeze enter in my room. Then, making my way to the kitchen, led by my noisy slippers clapping on the floor. I reach what is probably my favorite thing in this entire house, the coffee machine.
I promise, actually taking the time to listen to the process makes it taste even a little better. But what's a good coffee without a sliced orange and a couple of Nutella toasts? We get so used to those daily, plain, and maybe even meaningless sounds. But I'm pretty sure that everyone's morning is composed of unique sounds and if we listen to them carefully, we could actually think of it as a morning symphony. Hi, I'm Xiaoyi Chen. You are gonna be listening to my podcast. The topic of the podcast is the stress overload under the COVID-19 conditions. In the podcast, I shared about my friend Rebecca Ma's experience, and you can hear what her life was like and how she felt during the pandemic. Everyone, I'm Xiao Yi Chen, and welcome to my channel. In this episode, I will share stories about stress overload under the COVID-19 conditions. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought a great impact on people's work, study, and daily life. People were forced to limit most of their activities at their homes. It is no longer an asking to study and work at home. Because of the pandemic, people's living habits have changed dramatically. This change also brings great psychological pressure to people. If people stay indoors for a long time, it's easy to have anxiety, irritability, and depression. And frequent checking of phones and staying up late will disrupt the normal work and rest time of people, resulting in insomnia. In this tough situation, People's mental health needs to be taken care of. To get a better idea of the mental condition of people under the pandemic, I went to my friend Rebecca Ma's home in Shanghai and had an interview with her. 
She is now an employee of a corporation in Hong Kong. However, because of the COVID virus, she had no choice but to stay in the mainland. She told me due to her job requirements, she often needs to have meetings with the cooperative partners in the mainland. If she returns to Hong Kong, then she will be quarantined for 14 days. If she needs to come back to the mainland and meet with the cooperative partners, she will need another 14 days quarantine. She said, It takes almost a month. It's a waste of time. As a result, she was forced to choose to stay in the mainland and work online. Rebecca has been working at home since last March. I can't believe it's over one year. It's terrible. Rebecca told me her life changed a lot since the outbreak of COVID virus. Almost every day, she lives under invisible stress. I got so many online works to do every day. I need to have Zoom meeting with my group members and leaders in Hong Kong and report my work process. After the pandemic, her workload has obviously increased and communicating with her colleagues has become more complicated. It used to take one minute to communicate successfully, but now it may take 10 minutes or more. She needs to spend more time texting, writing emails, and waiting for the other person to respond. This is exactly how her daily work looks like, with tons of messages popping up on her phone and waiting for her response. This is what she said to me. I feel so stressful. I don't have a pleasant working experience and I can't sleep well. In addition to the pressure from work, she also had pressure from social connections. Rebecca said she didn't have many friends in Shanghai, so she usually stays at home by herself. And because of the pandemic, she can't travel to other places for relaxing. I haven't hung out with my friends for about three months already. This makes me so sad. She used to be very fond of traveling, and she went out with her friends almost every month. However, she is now afraid to go anywhere, but stays at home, limiting most of her social life to the internet. This kind of lifestyle also increased her anxiety and restlessness. That's why I started playing the guitar. Playing the guitar makes me feel calm and relaxed. It can reduce my mental stress effectively.
this is a melody she has been practicing recently. Also, her playing was not that perfect. I can tell that she was very relaxed and happy when she was playing the guitar. Last month, she signed up for an online guitar class. She tries to reduce her stress by enriching her spare time. The reason she chose to take online courses is because the schedule can be more flexible for her. Her work is so busy that offline courses are not suitable for her anymore. Rebecca told me that after learning to play an instrument, her anxiety and the pressure she used to feel was gradually reduced. She thought one of the most important shifts during the pandemic began here. She said the pandemic had turned her life upside down, while the new hobby makes her life more colorful. It's just like an angel have saved you from the hell. I believe Rebecca is not the only one experiencing stress under the COVID virus. There are probably people from all over the world who are experiencing this, and perhaps you, listening to this channel, are also experiencing stress under the COVID condition. How about trying Rebecca's way to help yourself? If your friends have this problem, how about try to stay in touch with them? Maybe they just need someone to talk to, except from protecting yourself from the virus. You should also pay attention to your mental health, no matter you are experiencing lockdown, quarantine, or in daily life. Last but not least, wear masks and stay safe. Thank you for listening to this episode. Stress overload under the COVID-19 conditions. Hope you enjoy it. I'm Xiao Yichen. I will see you next time. Thanks very much for tuning into this episode of The Place of Sound. Before I sign off, a couple of quick notes. The first is about the new featured work section on the Place of Sound website. It's a blog that presents some of the individual projects you will hear or have heard on the show. On the site, of course, you're able to play the audio work itself, but you can also see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. Since you can't read that writing or see these photos on the radio show, this is a great way to access it. So check that out in the blog section on theplaceofsound.ca. And the second note is that we've now put together enough episodes that there's a bit of an archive emerging. To listen back to previous episodes, you can find them in two places: on ckcufm.com or on the website at theplaceofsound.ca. But in the meantime. 
Keep your ear out for upcoming episodes, which air on CKCU Radio every other Monday at 6.30 p.m. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Place of Sound. Thank you.